0: What's up, everybody? Welcome in to a Monday edition of the DMR Nuggets podcast. We have air horns. Are, are, are we all business now? We're business, man. This is the yeah. playoffs. We're, we're yeah. locked in. We're ready to go. See, see, no distractions, no hype. We're just locked in. Um, I'm actually not locked in. I'm, I'm not locked in. I got so much more to go. This is going to be a very early, I would call it a preliminary look at the matchup between the Nuggets and the Warriors. Uh, a lot more digging to do in terms of just matchups, film study, all of that different stuff. Um, but we're going to give some early takes on just things we're interested in looking into here as we get ready for a Nuggets Warriors rematch of the 2013 series. Um, and to join me, I got Harrison
1: Wynn. Good to see you again, Adam. Uh, when I see you in real life, I'm putting my hands on
0: you, though. For real, <laughs> for real man man we yeah we got to talk about that i suppose i uh, maybe we can maybe we can cover these old tracks um by the way harrison your haircut i saw it yesterday gorgeous what are you doing why hide it why not share it with the world is it one of those things like where you don't feel the world is worthy of seeing your beautiful locks no that's just reserved for post-game chess. <laughs> strictly post-game I only three and post-game uh and then down below there we got brendan vote
2: excited to be out of purgatory fellas we might be headed to hell but purgatory is done
0: we're in purgatory, man. Are you kidding me? Like one of the storylines we're going to talk about today is still the idea of Jamal Murray coming back, which I have not closed the door on. And until Jamal Murray comes back, we're in purgatory. We'll be in purgatory all the way up until it the might be a of rough Justin. summer, man. It's gonna be a whole so the whole summer. We're back. Is he back in October? Do we even know? I don't know. Um, we'll have to get into all of that later on. We're also gonna talk about some of these play-in games and, and what kind of intrigues us there as we bounce around the NBA, but Nuggets Warriors, uh, starting on Saturday. By the way, Super Producer Kelly, you can throw up the graphic there. As you guys know, there is no greater place to watch the Nuggets game than at the DNVR Bar. We are going to be there 630. I'm just going to tell you right now, we have an abs party bus that same time. This is going to be the most packed, exciting, fun bar to be at in, in the entire world. You're probably going to want to get there early. I think we're going to have the parking lot open where people can go play bags and hang out. It's going to be sunny. I think it's 70-something degrees that day. So we're going to have beer tubs and everything else. So if you want to come watch the game, we highly encourage you. The atmosphere is going to be incredible. Just get there very early, like really early. Have have dinner there. Maybe even have lunch there. And uh Come drink and, and be ready, because it's going to be a great time, and I can't wait to look at uh, see everybody out there. Um, Harrison, 2013, Nuggets Warriors. It was the birth of the Warriors dynasty. What do you remember about that series? Here's where I want to start. What do you remember, if anything, about that series? I mean, that's exactly what I remember, the birth of the Warriors dynasty.
1: I remember just the Warriors beat the Nuggets in just complete, humiliating fact like it was so humiliating how golden state beat denver um just it, it was the first we ever saw of the steph curry phenomenon right And we, you watch that series and you're like wait is is this guy for real like <laughs> is, is this like is this actually happening i don't like to think back to that series
0: because <laughs> the memories are terrible but, well, uh, I wonder if there is a revenge factor, you know, a little bit to it. Now, it's all different players on the Nuggets side. Like, nobody has a connection to that in any capacity. There's one player, Adam. There's one player. Well, Andre Guadalla has it. Yeah, but he's on the Warriors. I'm saying I don't – he can't have uh, revenge on the mind when he left the Nuggets and has been with the Warriors basically ever since. Like, he doesn't have a revenge factor. I just don't think the Nuggets will. But here's the thing, vote. The thing that's tough about the Warriors – well there's a lot that's tough they're really good and we're going to get into some of the reasons that might be disguised just how good they are but they don't just beat you they beat you down that's it like you play the Mavericks they might beat you in four games but they're all going to be five points ten points something like that the Warriors when they start to beat teams they get up by 30 40 points and you look terrible um you know that to me that's one of the things about the Warriors that's so terrifying this series is so terrifying
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's as explosive as the top end talent can be, and not just top end really. I mean, even pool is like a terrifying prospect and considering Denver's uh lack of perimeter defense. It's, it's all, it's all a bit sh- uh, horrifying. There is yeah. something about them though, that I do think for various reasons and a lot of it is health. If you look at them post all-star break, I was saying this on the show last night, I'm almost willing to take that explosive nature given with the fact that they don't seem to be operating on a string right now the way some of the other teams do like a dallas or a boston or a memphis and they are a great team they can turn it on and saying i want the warriors is probably it's famous last words material i'm not that naive but there's something to are they going to be on the same page are they going to be this like tight sort of ruthless execution unit and i don't know that they are I have heard
0: that Steph Curry would, probably could have come back and played the last couple of games, but they just kept him out for precaution. Like they, they felt pretty confident in where they were. And I also heard that they wanted the Nuggets, that that was a matchup that they looked at and said, you know what, that's the weak link. Um, Denver shorthanded. Uh, we feel like we have them. So I hear those things and I think, man, Golden State kind of calling their number against Denver and feeling confident, you know, you never feel good about that. They know they've been through these battles so many times. They kind of know uh, where they're at. Wind here's one of my first questions: The Nuggets just lost overtime to Austin Reeves, put up a triple double on him. Uh, Malik Monk goes for 41. This game didn't matter; was it didn't mean anything. But it is a little bit of a weird like momentum to carry. And then St- Clay Thompson on the other end just had his best game of the season, and the vibes are immaculate for them. Like, do you think that momentum, just that specific last game of the season momentum, means anything at all for the Nuggets? No,
1: I don't. I don't think so. I mean, they got a week off that game was just a fake game. Like that game actually didn't really happen.
0: (laughs) It was such a fake game. It was so dumb,
1: but the nuggets also look
0: so bad in it. It's so annoying.
1: They did. And look, the the nuggets haven't played defense for a couple months now. If they don't play defense against the warriors, this will be a quick series. It's going to be about like, can Aaron Gordon and Will Barton and Austin rivers flip the switch. That's what this series is about. in a lot of ways to me, can the Nuggets get enough stops? So I I don't know about the Warriors. Like maybe you know, Clay Thompson just needed that one game before the playoffs to really lock in because the last time the Nuggets played the Warriors, Clay Thompson was not all that. Like he looked right. pretty bad. So maybe Clay can have that carryover effect. I don't think the Nuggets are gonna have a carryover effect from that game. No.
0: Yeah, I mean that part is I think, Clay, it wasn't just this last game. He's kind of slowly gotten better. I saw his stats. I didn't realize this, that he was shooting 39% from three since returning. Like, you just thought about his early slump when he first arrived and he wasn't shooting very well. But to finish basically at 39% on volume is like, yeah, he might be back. You know, that might be a, like, Clay Clay is ready to go. Here's the first thing. Um, Actually, I'll let you be the first one to answer this vote. What is, in your opinion, the baseline for success for the Nuggets in this series? Like what is par? Where you say this would be anything better is sort of a win, even albeit a moral win.
2: Ah, uh, oh, that's an interesting question. At this stage in their team development, I feel <clears throat> sheepish saying anything less than a win. I anything less than getting out of the first round. But they're underdogs, and with good reason right now. And I don't—I'm not picking them in this series. So, yeah. to, when I try and reconcile those things. Uh, like you hope it goes at least six games. You hope the Warriors don't just walk into whatever they want. It doesn't feel like you just said they called their number, they were right to, and they punked the Nuggets. Um, it, it's just got to look like a really competitive series, and Jokic has to look like the best player on the floor. But it's tough. I mean, as an analyst, you're like, you're in this weird place with this team now where you say, okay, I don't know about title or bust, but you don't want to just coddle. Like There's only so many moral victories you can accrue. And at the same time, I have to be realistic about where this team is at. What do you think, Harrison? Look, if
1: they don't get out of the first round, it's going to feel like a disappointment. Um, Just because they have a guy who's going to win back-to-back MVPs. He's the best player in the world. Just when you have that element, you have a a, a just built an expectation that you could make a run. So I, I think on the surface, it would feel like a disappointment. But... I mean, we've all watched this team over the last several months. Like, we know who this team is right now. This team, I don't think, is built to win a playoff series.
0: They're not. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. like They overachieved
1: in the regular season by a lot. They certainly did. And, and, like, we know who they are. And so, coming at it from that perspective, if, if they can be competitive in the series and push it to six or seven, I think that's a huge W. To me,
0: that's par. One, you just can't get swept two times in a row. Nobody will take you seriously. Will they care about the context of it? Not that the Nuggets really care what, you know, the conversation is or whatever. But, you know, the Nick Wrights of the world are going to have 365 days to run with if the Nuggets get swept or even lose in a non-competitive five-game series. Like, I thought that Nuggets-Lakers bubble series was a competitive five-game series. You had Anthony Davis hit a game-winner. You had the Lakers storm back from being down in the fourth of one of those games. Like all of them were close up until the last game, which even that one was close till the very end. So that was a competitive five games. I think that par for me would be a very competitive five games or six games. I think you just have to do that. And people would look at it and say, this is a very good warriors team. I expect them to be competitive with everybody uh, in this playoffs, especially if they can stay healthy. But if you could be competitive with them, you know, uh, to me, that's expe- expectation. And by the way, DraftKings Sportsbook, presenting sponsor of the show, um, they have the the line. You know, pretty f- heavy in in Golden State's favor. I'm I'm very curious to see where all the smart money comes in. But to me, I would say I'll say six games or a very ultra competitive five games. It to me is is par. Anything lower than that, and Denver's going to have to deal with a lot of conversation every yeah. single. Game. Nothing will matter next year because of it. Yeah. I agree. They'll
1: they'll have to get through a six month regular season to prove who they are in the playoffs. Like that's nice. that's what the entire season is going to be about. They're going to be in a situation that Utah's found itself in the last couple of years, where the regular season just great. You were great in the regular season. Doesn't mean anything. That right. that would be the unfortunate reality. But we've also seen you know, with this Nuggets team, the further sometimes they go into a series, the more comfortable they get. And <laughs> sure. <laughs> And, you know, eventually they figure other teams out. Like, if you think back to the bubble, that that's really what happened uh, against the Jazz and the Clippers. They figured those teams out. And so if the Nuggets can push this the six or seven games, yeah, I think they could absolutely win. If they just get smoked out of the gate and run over in game one and game two, you know, I think they might not have a shot to take it. But if they can start figuring some things out and, you know, Golden State has to change up what they're doing defensively and really get the Warriors on their heels. Like, that's the recipe for a Nuggets win.
0: Which team do you think has to adjust more, Vote the Nuggets or the Warriors,
2: from who they are? Uh, The Nuggets? Um, I mean, I think the Nuggets – well, the Nuggets have to defend. (laughs) Right. That's not who they are. I know that's not quite what you mean, but, I mean, I don't know. Like, the Nuggets, there is a blueprint now, right, for how you stop this team offensively in terms of how you guard Jokic and what you ask those guards to do. And uh, the Nuggets are going to ask to be able to execute under those circumstances or adjust or find another way. Um, I expect that to rear its head pretty quickly. Whereas I just think offensively, all all, all the stuff that Clay and Poole and and Steph want to do, they're probably going to be able to do. Yeah.
0: Here's the thing that I think really frames this conversation that frames this whole series that I just don't think people appreciate because I actually, there was a point this season where I was taking the Warriors to win the title. Now, if I got to my head, I would probably take the Suns and maybe the Bucks. Like it'd be one of those two teams is probably my pick. But there was a time when I thought Warriors, the only reason I don't think that now is they didn't get like the Nuggets. They didn't get that month ramp up to kind of get ready. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green. Played eleven minutes this season together, eleven minutes. Think of I think people always picture like they knew Clay came back in January and they think oh yeah these guys had a couple games under their belt. They had eleven minutes, Um, and that's by the way over the last three seasons they all had this year. But over the last three seasons they've only played three minutes together. And here are some numbers for you: the Warriors are thirty-four and twelve this season when Draymond Green plays thirty-four and twelve. Their record that's that's like. very close to uh phoenix sun's level dominance and that's just draymond if we add steph curry and draymond they are 29 and 7 so 29 and 7 with both of those guys in the lineup that's dominant um winning four out of five games is pretty dominant and then on top of that you add in clay who is now starting to get his rhythm and starting to play you know a little bit more like himself i think this team is a pretty big sleeping giant so to me that's I, I look at this almost like you're facing the Phoenix Suns if they were rusty and didn't have, like, you know, the chemistry throughout the whole year. You're still facing a team that reaches levels where defensively they lock in, they rotate incredibly well, they're super smart. And then offensively, they weren't great this year, but I'm not counting on the Warriors to not be great offensively in this playoff series.
1: Yeah. It's also why when you look back at the past matchups between these two teams this year, I honestly think you have to throw pretty much everything out the window. The last time Draymond Green played Nikola Jokic was last season. At the really? End of the year. Wow. You know, he didn't play in any of these Nuggets matchups this season. And, you know, he, he changes everything that that team does defensively. So it's, it's going to be a bit of an unknown for the Nuggets game planning against the Warriors. You know, yeah. I, I think the Warriors are going to come into this series with a very defined game plan. And, and know exactly what they want to do, uh, especially on the defensive end. The Nuggets, though, I, I think, I, I don't really know how you prepare for this team because they just haven't seen a 100% healthy version of
0: this Warriors squad. Do you get worried about those numbers, though, Vote They won two out of three games this season, the record, but they won four out of five when they had Steph and Draymond. Like
2: Is that a meaningful stat that that sort of gives you pause? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's probably why there's this unhelpful confidence coming from golden state right now i think they just know they're gonna have all three of those guys out there and right. that that's gonna give them a different look than they've had for most of the season i do take some solace in the distinction you drew between them and phoenix that it's not gonna be consistently in this fifth gear. i think across right. seven games i think like they'll make some mistakes so you know i don't i don't think this is hopeless for denver but i am absolutely terrified of of them seeing the best of golden state it's on the table and there's – it's so – you never feel more sheepish doing this than when you say, yeah, give me Steph Curry. Right. I, I want him. Uh, it, it does feel like the like famous last words for sure.
0: And that's where Denver over the last few years has really struggled is against really good defensive teams. Like they – the Blazers honestly should not have lost to the Nuggets the way they did, but they were so bad defensively that – even if Denver, even if Damian Lillard went off, Jokic just scored every time down court. Like the Nuggets as a team just scored every time down court and they won that series. Denver hasn't always looked great. In fact, they've looked their worst in the playoffs when teams know how to get stops. Because even if Denver is good for two-thirds of the game or three quarters of the game, if they go through those little cold spells where they just don't score for a quarter or half of a period, like the game gets out of hand because Denver can't respond. So to me, that's what I look at that that's so like concerning for them and those numbers with Steph, Clay, and Draymond. The biggest hope, I think game one is going to be very important because those guys stepping out, <laughs> think about this. Imagine if the Nuggets next year like don't get to play with Jamal and MPJ. It's different because they won championships. But you, I think people are underestimating the atmosphere that you are going to get game one, opening day, in Chase Center, when those guys really haven't played together. I mean, 11 minutes, but they haven't. This will be the most. They're going to they're going to double their minutes played together in game one at chase center. Like that place is just going to be popping. You can imagine what it would be like if it was a home game and Jamal Murray and Michael Porter came back for the first time, like fans would be excited for it. The team would be excited for it. Um, I just think that first game is going to be what a baptism for Bones Highland to walk into chase center. One of the loudest places, although I guess it's not quite as loud as Oracle, but to walk in there and have to go up against that crowd.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, it's It'd be terrifying for a rookie, I would think. I, I mean, I don't think Bones Island is scared of anything, but I mean, even he, I feel like would would get a little spooked. the The question about steph Curry's health is is huge, too. Yeah, like, Is he healthy? Probably. I know Steve Kerr said yesterday that it's going to come down to the wire, and I'm sure there's a lot of gamesmanship there. But um, if he's not, you know, Steph Curry.
0: That that gives Denver an opening. You know, that, that gives the Nuggets an opening for sure. Yeah. Let's take our first break. On the other side, though, we'll get more into some of this, including the turnover battle, which I think will be huge. And then, of course, what everybody wants to talk about. Jokic, what do we expect from Joker in this series? And can he just single-handedly batter their defense and break it? Maybe. I'm excited. Maybe. Guys, it's the playoffs. Make sure to pick
1: up some Mile High City Copper Lager from Breckenridge Brewery. Breck Brew is the official beer of DNVR, so if you don't know where to get Breck Brew, that's okay. Go to their website, check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator. It will tell you where to get Breck Brew, no matter where you are, even if you're not here in Denver. If you are local, stop into the DNVR bar, of course, for the watch party for Game One, for Game Two. Uh, we'll be there throughout the entire playoffs. So we've got Breck Brew on tap. We got Breck Brew seltzers chilling in the fridge as well. But make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager too. From Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Also at DraftKings this week, the NBA playoffs means next-level basketball. Get ready for all the action by betting the play-in tournament with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch a win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays as well. So make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament. If they win, you get $100 in free bets instantly. That's promo code DNVR. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner. The NBA must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply slash sports for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700
0: All right here I'm going to share screen cuz the Nuggets just tweeted this out and it's kind of cracking me up. They have a we have a slogan for this season. I don't know if you guys saw it with this poster. Relentless. Relentless okay. that's going to be the slogan. Like we've we've had elevate, we've had these different ones. Relentless is a, how do we grade this slogan for the playoff run?
2: Um Man, I the excitement
0: mind, is palpable me. from you two. Yeah, let's go, relentless baby. Uh, I'd give it a six out of ten. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you feel in the same way? Vote. Yeah, it's not. You, doing, kind of, it's
2: not doing anything for me. It's
0: not doing anything. Here is what I love: is these. These are the like. I forgot that Monte came in. Remember, he didn't work out this summer because he was rehabbing, like some injuries. <laughs> I forgot they're using his. Like that, just, almost doesn't even look like Monte. I know. He's got to do a better job showing up for media day, um, you know, the, the clean haircut and everything next year. <laughs> I'm also happening. always just fascinated by which players they decide to put on these promo materials. And they went with Jeff Green. Jeff Green right. the fourth guy. It was the starting lineup. It was the starting lineup. That's why they did it. Yeah, but, but it is funny, man. You know, I have a really bad license photo. And that's like it sticks yeah. with you for 10 years. Like if you, should, if you show up bad for, for that day, it's the worst. I feel like Monte showed up to media day, wouldn't look in the best. And now like every photo. It's like was it Yoke's second or third year where it looked like he was wasted? His eyes are like bloodshot <laughs> and he's like – and every photo for the entire season was that? <laughs> tough break, Yoke. Tough break. All right. Um, all right. Who's going to turn the ball over more? To me, this is like, I don't think it's the single thing that will determine the series, but I think it's it's like a top three thing. It might, might be number one, but it's going to be a top three thing. The Warriors have the second worst turnover percentage in the NBA. The Nuggets have the fifth worst turnover percentage in the NBA. Both teams take advantage of it. Like they score points off of it. So to me, this is going to be a game about which team can force turnovers slash which teams can avoid creating unforced
2: turnovers. Vote. Um, where do you see that battle going? Yeah, I think it could be Golden State that suffers more in this department. And this is why, just go back to my the theme of sort of any optimism I'm showing here, is just they will make those mistakes, I think. And I, I wonder if they do, <clears throat> are they jacked up by all three of those guys being on the court together? Steph can and has gotten carried away a bit with some of the passes he tries when he tries them. So I do think this is one area where if the Nuggets have relentless focus in this department. There's a chance for them to make up some ground in, uh, you know, in the gap between these teams given health. Yeah. They're both going to turn over a ton. I mean, turnovers have been
1: a staple of the warriors dominance. I feel like really throughout the last five years. I mean, Steph Curry's behind the back pass in the finals is like a defining moment for that dynasty. And the warriors do take a lot of risks. They turn it over a lot. They've also got, you know, some young players in their rotation who are going to get heavy minutes for sure. Um, like Toscano Anderson, Jordan Poole, uh some of their rookies, if those guys get minutes, but I'm going to go with the nuggets just because I think the warriors are going to throw a lot at them defensively. Mm. And I just wonder if Denver's going to be ready for it. I am right. sure the nuggets are going to do a great scout. They're, going to go over stuff the Warriors are going to throw at them with the double teams and Draymond Green playing center field, free safety on defense. But I just think it's going to be some stuff that this Nuggets team hasn't seen a ton of because this is somewhat of a veteran Warriors team with a veteran coach who has been through a lot of playoff battles and they know the type of stuff that works. The Nuggets just have to hope that the best player in the world can just mitigate that.
0: Well, let's talk about him. Let's talk about Joker because obviously he's, if you want to have hope in Denver in the series, your hope is that Jokic is like the best plays his best seven games or at least four of his best games, you know, at the right moment in the series. And, you know, he's dominated the Warriors. Like Kevon Looney is just out there to foul him. Like Kevon Looney can't really guard him. Draymond Green is a really, as you mentioned, they haven't played against each other a lot, but I feel really good that Jokic is one of the guys that can really take it to him in single coverage. My, my thing is the Warriors are smart. They're going to do two things that make me concerned with Jokic. One, I have to imagine they're just going to double, triple, and try to get the ball out of his hands. They're going to try to be creative to force Denver to adjust to other options. Not, not double him when he catches it, but double him before. And just say, no, you guys are going to have to go somewhere else to beat it. You know, you're going to have to hit the flasher on the, on the other side or whatever. The other thing they're going to do that really concerns me, they're going to make him work so hard on defense. It has to be the first line of their game plan put him in pick and roll after pick and roll. And Yoke is a great conditioned athlete, but they are going to make him guard everything so that he is too tired to try to take advantage of him on the other end.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I honestly think Nico Jokic is so good that he can break the Warriors defense in a way. Like if you have Kevon Looney on him, that's going to be a foul call every single time if you try to single coverage him. Yo-
0: but, Yoke will murder Kevon Looney. Like, this is the thing all season. the individual matchups are like, Jokic will murder them. That, I mean, like the level he was at these last seven games, I mean, all year, but especially these last seven games, Kevon Looney wouldn't play 15 minutes before fouling out or giving up 40. Yeah. And if you put Draymond Green on him, Draymond Green's
1: a much better post defender. I, I think he can battle Yoke in the post just because he's so freaking strong. But if you're the Warriors, do you really want to wear out Draymond having yeah. making defend Jokic in the post so much? It's a so great kind of, of thing, you know, they're going to be thinking about, but I just think how dominant Jokic is on the block and has been for the last couple of years, I think it could force the Warriors to kind of scramble and maybe, you know, in game 1 or 2 when he's got Kevon Looney in foul trouble, maybe Draymond Green is in foul trouble, the Warriors look at themselves and they're like oh shit, like, how are we going to stop this guy? I think that could actually happen.
2: Yeah, the foul trouble is interesting because that's really something that happened for Jokic in the second half of this season. He started getting calls. He really did. And it's not Embiid or Harden levels, but it's happening. Um, And and that's another thing that Boogie Cousins adds as well. And again, he might be facing a small second unit. He could get a chance to earn some fouls, bullying down low, uh, get the team in the bonus. So... Is that is that one of the ways where Denver can send Golden State reeling and scrambling? I think it's possible. You know, the idea of Draymond guarding him too, that's that's Draymond not roaming, not wreaking havoc in the passing that's lanes. That point. could make Jokic's life easier in some ways. So,
0: Although I will say Draymond, one of the things that's really tough that Jokic struggles with is length. And yeah. Draymond, I mean, he's like Davon Reed. His wingspan is ridiculous. And he's really good at guarding Jokic and getting that hand up you know, like, I mean, he's kind of got Jokic's same talents for just like sure.
2: great hand, elite hands in that way. But ultimately, I think I think we'll see Golden State try several different things, even in the first three or four games. If you go back to the last time
1: Draymond Green played against Nico Jokic, Yoke scored 19 points, 7 to 16 from the field. Like the Warriors blew him out that night. Like mm-hmm. Draymond Green won that matchup and he spent a lot of time guarding Yoke.
0: When was that? What was the
1: year? Last year? It was last year, end of April. I don't even remember this game that well. I just remember Draymond Green defended Yoke really well. Draymond Green also had 19 assists in this game.
0: Oh geez. He's Warrior such a good player, 20, man.
1: 97.
0: Draymond Green is such a good player. Um, I mean, yeah, Jokic drawing fouls. But Jokic also just like – it's funny because one of the things we've been talking about a lot lately is Jokic is – Coming out like he needs to score forty. I honestly think this is a series where he has to score forty, like on top of everything else that he does. But he can't come out in the first quarter of Game One and read the court. Say, I'm like, I'm gonna. What are they doing here? Like, no, you've got to kind of be looking to score, 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 and make them react, make them start to get second guess and and every, you know all those things. So a lot, just so much rests on Jokic's shoulders. Like he has to single handedly beat. The best, one of the best teams we've ever seen yeah. now. Are they still the bone of the best teams we've ever seen? I don't know. Nobody does, but I have a feeling they're going to be a little bit closer to that than people realize. And Yoke's going to have to single-handedly make them guess their own principles that got them to where they were. Um, and that's going to be tough. Um, what do you think about the defensive aspect of this vote? Like, I, cause we talked about, they're going to make him guard a lot last year. One of the things that happened in that Phoenix series was the yoke started to drop and just kind of concede mid-rangers to to Chris Paul because he was too tired. Like, this was Phoenix's game plan. Just make him guard all these pick and rolls. I think that the Warriors have the talent to do that again, and I think that – I just wonder if he's going to have the stamina for it.
2: Yeah, I agree, and you don't want to do that here. I don't think they'll do that out of the gate, you know, but I could see it very quickly – that that that's one of the first resignations we saw in the playoffs to your point. And just, he just couldn't do it. And I do think we see that happen eventually, but I don't think out of the gate, I think you'll see him up high and, and, and trying, but I do think golden state is going to put him through that action as much as they can. And by the fourth quarters, it could be uh, I mean, look, as great as he is, as great as he is conditioned as, as willing as he is to play every game, we've seen what this Herculean burden does to him and it does wear him down. So some of these yeah. fourth quarters, uh, could be tough.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about that too. The fourth quarter thing, like so many people look at clutch stats, this or that, like you going to have to play such hard minutes that the fourth quarter comes around. It's going to be like, you just guarded 60 pick and rolls. We just got a hundred touches in the first three quarters. Now we need you to like, take it up a level. It's just, it, he has such a monumental task ahead of him, unless, you know, obviously some players come back. Uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Here's one thing I'm gonna kind of personally lock in. I think Jokic's three point shot is here this series, and I'm curious if he takes it. But I think he's been bad all year. You get ten days off between this next game. I've always thought that was a question of legs. I think that's the one thing that can maybe switch early on this in the series is the Warriors have to be sagging off him. Like they're just yeah. I I, can't, I have to imagine and if he comes out in that first quarter and goes three for three from three, like that could. That could swing sort of how the 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 personality of Game One.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a massive tipping point in the series if, if he can make threes. Also, if just everybody can make threes, like Aaron Gordon's going to be wide open from three the entire series. You know, mm-hmm. like Will Barton's going to be open from three. So is Jeff Green. Like those guys are going to have to knock down threes for the Nuggets to win this series. But yeah, with Yoke, I mean, he's got a week off here. I feel like he, he was in a pretty good headspace at the end of the regular season as well I feel like he's there mentally and yeah I think he'll have the energy to start the series it's just going to be kind of a factor if he's going to have it to finish it and it's also why I think DeMarcus Cousins could be a top four most important player for the Nuggets in this series wow wow if the Nuggets can steal a certain amount of minutes there I mean that's going to be massive
0: You talked about foul trouble too. Let's talk about Boogie because you talked about foul trouble. Some of this is – the Boogie J. Mike thing is going to be so interesting because I don't know that you can play those two against the Warriors. The Warriors go small. They like to play small off the bench. They love to go to a death lineup. Like Boogie should be able to score a lot of points when they do that and draw a lot of fouls. But is it going to be enough? Because Boogie has no chance at guarding the Warriors when they're playing like that. They've got Poole. It's not just Curry Clay. They've got Jordan Poole also that makes shots. They got Andrew Wiggins, who obviously gets to the mid-range. So do you think that they can both play Harrison, like J. Mike and Boogie? Or do you feel like this is just can can Boogie even play, or is it a big upside-downside play?
1: It's probably a big upside-downside play. I think the Nuggets will go into this, trying to get both those guys on the floor because. I just think that's the Nuggets best nine players. You know, I I think those two are in that group and I think you're going to go into this wanting to play nine guys at a minimum. So I think Malone will, will factor those guys into the rotation. Now that could change in the second half of game one, you know, those plans can change quick for sure. But um, it's going to be tough because the Warriors do play really small on that second unit. And yeah, I I mean a small ball lineup can can definitely take advantage of that group. Um, but you know, you could talk yourself into it being maybe a little advantage for Denver because that group's gonna rebound. Um, they're gonna control the glass and <laughs> if they can stay on the floor, Chill. it could be something. Uh
0: yeah, sorry, please monitor the chat, buddy. <laughs> um yeah, Boogie, what do, what do you think? Vote where are you at with Boogie?
2: I think the Nuggets have to try. And I mean, their best bench minutes have come with Boogie, J Mike, and Bones together. So, um, I mean, I don't know if that's true for that trio, but that bench group. And I found the three of them to be, you know, the, the biggest parts of that. I, I, I think that Boogie will play. I, I think it's their best shot at big bench minutes. And I also think that notion of <clears throat> we have seen that dynamic of Boogie extending the foul drawing and getting the nuggets into the bonus sooner rather than later and pushing teams further into foul trouble. I think it's possible. You're just also holding your breath for him to make similar mistakes on the other end, not just get torched, but the fouls, the technicals. I mean, that's, it's going to happen at some point in this series. Can he minimize that? Um, Can he be a bull in a China shop in a good way? And and that's a big question for me in this series.
0: Malone has had him on a tight leash lately. We noticed like, like some of these games is four minutes, five minutes. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I wonder, like, I wonder how much trust Michael Malone has in him, you know, right now. I mean, he had a game in his last five games. Mm -hmm. He played four minutes and 30 seconds, 15 minutes, seven minutes and 30 seconds, three minutes and 45 seconds, and 23 and a half minutes. This last one, of course, the meaningless one. So really for the last five meaningful games, the most he played was 15 with an average somewhere around five minutes. Yeah. I just kind of think we might see that. If Draymond or if Demarcus Cousins is on the floor, like
1: I could see Draymond just subbing himself into the game to draw. <laughs> <laughs> You're
0: right.
1: That's definitely gonna happen, right?
0: Yeah, and it'll work. It'll work. How big of a rotation do you think we see? I think I don't nine. think we see I don't think we see both J Mike and Boogie. I just don't see a way in which he can make that happen. You have to dominate the rebounds. And I just, that group, I don't trust them to do that. Sometimes they do, but I don't trust them to be like, we're going to make our strength better than your strength with that. I just think Denver goes into the series trying to play those guys.
1: I really do. Um, They've been good enough over the last couple months as to where I think Mike Mullen looks at that and goes, that can be a strength for us. Now, like I said, that strategy can go out the window after game one. I just think that's how Denver enters a series, but I think eventually we get to a point where the nuggets play a lot of small ball and Austin rivers, I think is going to play a massive role in this series. I think he could like play more minutes than will Barton. Maybe like wow. I just think he's play a ton.
0: That's um, hot. That's
1: spicy. And I think, yeah, eventually we're just going to see a lot of small
2: ball. Do you he's think
0: gonna
2: clo- oh, he's going to close over Jeff? I think definitely a couple of times a lot more. Um, I think so too, just because of how they play out now, you know,
0: the matchups will be interesting, but I, I agree that I think we'll see that more. Do you think we'll see it started all vote?
2: I wondered. That, to me, seems more on, like, a panicky end of adjustments. Like, it, it's gone so horribly in the first few. Hasn't I think there's happened wins. every year, though? Hasn't Malone
0: changed his starting lineup at least once every playoff run? Well, it's not like a lot of these series
2: start super awesome. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I I, I, I think the That's idea so will true. be to go with the starters. But that is possible, man. It's absolutely possible. The other thing yeah. I was going to say is I agree that it's nine, man. So if it's small and it's not J Mike does, so are we saying Bryn Forbes gets run in this series?
0: Man. I, I mean, I think he gets run just because I think Denver will probably arrive at a point at where they're just trying things. That's in some games, even like it might just be a game one, you're down 10 or something, ten down 15. Let's see if this works. So I think he'll get run, but I don't know if he's the solution.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think what it's going to come down to with him is, can he be trusted defensively? And I (laughs) think Malone kind of knows that he can't kind of what's been percolating over the last couple of weeks. And, um, you know, it'd be great if they had a six, six wing that they could trust defensively to play. (laughs)
0: Let's take a break on the other side. I do want to ask that if they have, um, you know, we. I, I maybe people are getting a little bit tired of the Murray speculation. This is probably the end of the Murray speculation of just whether he'll come back. We'll ask what how that would change it, uh, as well as look at some of these other play in games that are coming up. If you haven't been able to watch Nuggets and Avs games all season, check out
1: Evoca TV. Look, these guys are awesome. They're a game changer. Evoca TV is a totally new paradigm for TV delivery that is less expensive, more efficient. They offer a superior picture and legacy providers as well. So Ivaca TV, it has Altitude Sports. You can watch the Nuggets and Abs. It also has a bunch of national channels as well. AT&T Sportsnet Rocky Mountain coming soon. So you can watch Rocky's games also. Go to Ivaca.tv slash DNVR. It's only $25 a month. You get a free receiver, no contracts, no hidden fees. The price is locked in for two years. Ivaca.tv slash DNVR. Again, only $25 a month, no contracts, no hidden fees. That price is locked in for two years. You get altitude sports. You're going to get AT&T Sportsnet Rocky Mountain. You're going to get other national channels as well. So check out ivaka TV today. Also at Lightshade Dispensary right now, uh, you could pick up some Juana. Juana Optimal's Fast to Sleep uh, gummies need to catch up on some shut-eye after the big game. No matter when you take them, this well-rounded recipe will leave you feeling rested and refreshed in the morning. Over the counter pharmaceuticals knock you out with powerful drugs that leave you in a fog. But Juana Optimals Fast Asleep Gummies, they offer a holistic plant based solution that tackles the root cause of sleepiness like stress and pain. So you can pick up Juana at Colorado's premier dispensary, Lightshade, with 11 Denver Metro and Aurora locations. They got 420 specials as well. Five best selling products will be buy one, get one for $1 from April 20th the 26th, that's on their five best selling products. And as always, listeners of the DNVR Nuggets podcast, you can get 25% off non sale items with the code DNVR. Shop online at lightshade.com, or you can pick up at any of those lightshade locations.
0: Yeah, you you, I know everybody saw the Billy Kennedy thing, man. It's funny because I just was like, Billy Kennedy's our guy because of the whole like Jokic incident, you know, and, and I just think he's kind of funny. And to begin with, turns out he's everybody's guy. He's, like the yeah. only ref everybody loves.
1: Yeah. Like that would be a great island to be on. Like everybody hates every single ref
0: except <laughs> people just love Bill Kennedy. He might, it might actually backfire. Like all these refs are hated and everything. And if Billy Kennedy's getting I wonder if like his peers are looking at him like, yo, what the hell, man? Like, yeah, he's literally the only guy here that everybody likes. That's so funny. What are the odds we're gonna get a Tony Brothers game in this series? No. Oh, <laughs> 75%. <laughs> Of course, man. Come on. Man. What are the odds we're going to get a Billy Kennedy game?
1: He. 50%. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Um, Zach Zarba is the best official in the NBA, hands down. Um, hopefully he's on this series.
0: He's Zach Zarba, huh? That's your guy? Yeah. He's the best ref in the league. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows it. I'm going to stick with my guy, Billy Kennedy. Never call a foul on you. Come on. Come on, Billy. Don't, don't let me down. I don't want to turn on you. Um, all right. The Jamal Murray question is still here. I, I saw Jamal Murray workout, um, you know, at the game the other day, I got a chance to look at him. I hadn't seen him in person for a while. I would, here's how I would say his um, workout was extremely focused. I would say he approached it with intensity. Um, he looked really good first of all he looks slim you guys know last time i saw him i said he looked kind of puffy he looked like he had some weight i think he looks like last time i saw him fully healthy he's in good shape he's in in really good shape uh well he looks in really good shape He shape. he got tired they were doing they did shooting drills around he was shooting very well he had like pep in his step he was crisp going through everything like i said it was very focused you could tell his like mind was like zoned in but then they did the drill where they would have i think three different coaches going one-on-one against him. So it'd be like one coach is up. Murray would do something. Then they would go to the back of the line. Next coach is up. It was almost like king of the hill. Only Murray was all time, you know, offense. So um, our king of the court. So he looked really good. His footwork was great. None of the guys could stop him. And like, I know people are going to laugh at this. Like, oh, well, they're not trying. They were like, these guys were actually trying to get stops. And it was almost like the coaches were taking a pride in. If you got to stop, it was like, yeah, like good job. You stopped him, you know? They couldn't stop him, though. Like, he he missed one or two, but he got open shots on him every single time. He was so quick. His footwork was on point. His focus was on point. He was a killer out there. And I watched that. He was too tired. I just My only takeaway was if he did play, he would probably have to play like five-minute stints because he just was not in good enough shape. But I was very impressed with him. I still think the door's open. And even talking to some of the people, just other reporters, they all agree that the door is more open than maybe it was being led uh, in the Shams report the other day, um, it, first of all, I'll start with you, Vote. Do you still
2: feel like a little a little hope that he comes back? I mean, sure, because they haven't ruled him out, and there would have been wisdom in doing it at this point. I think, I assume, um, just for clarity's sake, and I, I don't know Jamal's sake, Malone's sake, because
0: people get- are starting to talk. Like people are starting to, I mean, some of your take artists are, are kind of out, coming out and saying things, but like it's becoming a conversation of oh, he's not
2: playing what the F. Yeah, no, I I agree. And that's why I think there may have been something to just putting some clarity on this, but they haven't yet. And so they haven't ruled him out. And so I'll leave the door open. I'm not holding my breath, man. Uh, You know, (laughs) I, I, as Jokic said, I operate at this point as if he's not there day to day, but he's not, he's certainly working out like someone who wants to try to play basketball soon. Um, so like, yeah, there's no point in closing the door.
0: Last time I'm just, I mean, Harrison, it's been a while. You're the one at the arena. Maybe you've seen this evolution, but last time I saw him, which was weeks ago, the workout was light, light lighthearted. You know, he's out there, he's doing the routine, but it's like, he's getting shots up. Maybe he looks and talks to somebody did some shots up, you know, plays scores on a guy and talks trash or this, that this one was like zero smiles. It was just like, it was like a very focused Jamal. And that's why that's what stood out to me. Yeah, it's it's the workout I've seen a bunch as of late. I mean, he's
1: looked very focused lately. He's looked like he really does want to come back. Um, I'm not counting on it though. It's, I just think it's too late, man. I, I think it's just kind of ridiculous to ask the guy who didn't play at all in the regular season to come back for game. One of the playoffs. I, I just think it's, it's like I said, kind of ridiculous to, to, to ask that of somebody. And of course the nuggets aren't asking that they're, They've got the door open, and it's going to be up to Jamal if, if he's coming back.
0: Michael but, um, Malone had interesting comments in the pregame. He was asked a great question, actually, by Mike Singer, because at practice the other day, uh, allegedly uh, Murray and, and Michael Malone walked over and had a 10-minute conversation with him. And he was asked about that. Mike Singer said, hey, can you tell us what that conversation was about? And I thought it was kind of illuminating. He said, you know, it was. I was telling him, hey, if you want to come back for this Lakers game, you know, the one that just passed. He was just saying, you know, I wanted him to know, you know, we got his back if he does this or that. And I just thought, like, hearing that, like, why would you have that conversation unless you really sincerely thought it was a thought, you know, a possibility? So for him, this has been
1: the thing for the last month. Like, I'm, I'm, they've had I, I, these conversations for the last month. Do you want to come back? Okay, you're not ready. Do you want to come back? Okay, you know, you're still not ready.
0: Like, it's just been the same thing. I, I agree that there's no movement on this. Like, and that's frustrating. What I'm saying is that if you gave up hope, you would stop asking. That's my point. And the fact that not only did Michael Malone apparently have that one-on-one with him where he, th- among other things, that was one of the things they discussed, but that Michael Malone felt comfortable enough sharing that with the media of like, hey, yeah, I just told him, like, if you don't come back, you know, we still have your back, but if you want in tomorrow against this Lakers game, we can find a way to get you, like, whatever. Like, I just, to me, that tells me, like, this thing still is uh, evolving. Tomorrow, by the way, the Nuggets will have practice. Uh, it's going to be asked again. We'll probably get more intel. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, That's well, I'm, I, we'll get yeah. we'll get more intel. The intel might be there's no movement. He didn't practice or whatever, and then it's like okay, like every day that goes by, it becomes less and less likely. Again, and meanwhile,
1: yeah, I like- just I just think it's kind of crazy to throw a guy who hasn't played in however many months in a year uh, and, and didn't play in the regular season and ask him to play in the playoffs in Chase Center against the freaking Warriors. Mm-hmm. I just think it's it's kind of crazy that we're even
0: talking about it i i honestly find it less crazy i just find i the injury risk is the only thing and if that's gone like does he give you a better chance at winning than bryn forbes because we just went through the rotation and said we don't know like where the next guy is we know eight guys we don't know who the ninth one is and if even as a decoy the answer might be yes
2: i also wonder too and i don't know if this means it's worth it but if you're aaron gordon will barton monte morris nikola Jokic. I mean, all the guys, but you just you just busted your butt to win 48 games. I mean, do, do you is there something to seeing him come back in that first round of the playoffs? Where I'm sure they're professional competitors; they're not throwing themselves a pity party like we have on this episode. But are they galvanized? Are they that much more inspired? Sure. Is there that much more belief if they so. see Jamal suit up and come back? And so, I would guess that from Jamal's perspective, that's something he's considering as well. Just showing up for his guys because uh, he's a competitor as well somebody says what's up with mbj he's the one that nobody seems to have
0: a story on like i, I
2: he's not he's getting, getting treatment on he's his back, back like three feet from murray that whole time just like in front of us not at all looking like someone <laughs> ramping up for you know.
1: did yeah. did
0: you see him shoot pregame last night
1: he did not
2: do Jamal,
0: <clears throat> uh michael porter did not come out onto the court okay so no, take no, that for what no. it, you will um is there another player that you feel is a, just real quick that you kind of feel as an X factor here that maybe you, you feel can play above what maybe expectation Monte Barton, Aaron Gordon. Jeff I mean, Green.
1: It, it could be a huge series for Will Barton. Like he could kind of rewrite the narrative on his season. If he has a couple monster games, am I yeah. confident that he will No. He's going to have to defend. He's going to have to take care of the ball. He's going to have to be a real threat. You know, we haven't seen him do that consistently since, you know, the first half of the season. Um, but the door is open. You know, the opportunity is there for him to have a huge impact on this series. If he wants to take it.
2: I'll ride with the chat. I'll take bones. It's a guy who, wow. I think Ken, I don't know if he will definitely not fair to expect him to, but can he swing a game? Bones Highland has stepped up in virtually every big moment across the season. They need someone, some non-starter to make non jokic minutes, of which there should be fewer, hopefully damn near none. But they got to be tenable, survivable. And I think Bones is the secret to a lot of that. Also, if you're just thinking, we hope for good games from Aaron Gordon and Will Barton, but if you're just thinking of sparks, just electric runs, change the complexion of the quarter, for Denver, right after Jokic, it's bones, right? I mean, yep. right after Jokic. So I got him circled as well.
0: Bones it's so tough because this is such a good defense. Like this is a really tough ask for him, um, you know, to go out there and this is a team that's going to really know what they're doing. They're going to have individual p- players who can guard you one-on-one, but also a team that just like confuses you and shocks you. And um i don't know i don't i don't know that i think this will be a great bones one but he's certainly one that if it's a great bones one especially from the three-point line it could swing the series in a big way so uh i I, i'd root for that i think aaron gordon is the guy for me like he has a tough assignment in andrew wiggins uh he's gonna have to have make an impact there but he also just has to score denver has to have some outlet for some shot creation and i I think it's i I think he's gonna be the one
1: who's guarding steph curry to start games Aaron Gordon.
0: See, I don't, I, don't Gordon. It's be Gordon I don't think
1: it's going to be Gordon because we've seen this just with Malone and the Nuggets. Like that's a, that's a winning time adjustment, putting right. Gordon right. on right. at number one guy.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's Monte or Barton. And I don't know. And I, and I'm with you guys that I think Austin Rivers gets that assignment really, really soon. We got a super chat that just came in. We can go ahead and play it here as we're winding down. Jamal's had one year of studying the game too. I feel like that is is useful, even if he has to do five to seven minutes stints due to conditioning could impact the game. I like this, Jacob, about how do you use the minutes? I think this for Michael Porter too. Let's be honest. Michael Porter redshirted one year. And when he came and got minutes, he didn't know the playbook. And to me, that was one of the most damning things was like, hey, it wasn't a fully wasted year if you could just you know really lock in and learn something, like learn the game as a student first. So when you get here, and now Michael Porter's having a whole other season that I hope he's made some progress there. I'm not holding my breath, but I hope so. Jamal Murray, the same thing. Like, What did you pick up? What did you add to your game as a student that you can translate once you get on the, the court? I hope there's something there. I'm cur- I'll am i be curious to find out. Before we get out of here, let's go ahead and run through these plans. I'm excited. I Everybody knows I'm a fan of the plan, even though... It, it does suck for the teams that fall to the play in like it does suck that some of these the Timberwolves who haven't made the playoffs other than they've made the playoffs once in 20 years. It sucks that they um, might not make the playoffs now that the play in might might destroy them. Um Cavs Nets Cavs at Nets. Do you guys have strong feelings about which way this goes? Nets. Nets. You think it's a landslide? <laughs> No, the Nets kind of suck, guys. Like, here's they the We're suck. all giving the Nets Our the Nets credit. Are like, yeah. are how they they're the defense. best player in the league and the guys in the freaking playing in the East. I'm if you were to talk about brightest timelines right now, it's like Denver winning, um, you know, beating the Warriors obviously is included here, but like the Nets and 76ers losing. Would so shield the Nuggets. (laughs) Like, if that happened, the 76ers lose to Toronto, it's gonna be like, oh my God, this is terrible. And if the Nets just missed the playoffs, it'd be like, hey man, you can't say anything bad about Jokic or this or that when Kevin Durant didn't even get past the play in round. Like that that didn't happen. Don't worry,
2: man. We got Ben Simmons coming back, though. Coming back. (laughs) He's ramping up. I I don't think Brooklyn's very good either, but I am taking Kevin Durant in this play in game.
0: Me too. Alrighty. Um, the other one out, out East is Hornets Hawks Hornets at Hawks Hawks. This all came down to the last day, by the way, who got the home core last two days. Uh, Hornets at Hawks to me, this is an easy one. Hawks. Yeah. It's the Hawks. The Hornets
1: are like by far the worst team in the playoffs. They are. Like, are they, they, they are. even
0: good? I don't no, know. they're not good. They're not <laughs> a good. Team. All right. We go to the other side of the bracket and we've got the Clippers and the Wolves. Oh, I'm so ready for this game. I am locked in. I can't wait for this game.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I'm going to take
1: the Clippers. Me too.
0: Really? Me too. Poor poor Timberwolves. (laughs) Look, I think they would end up coming out and beating like New Orleans or whoever, but like them, they'll get that season they did and have it all come down to one game. Oh, my God. The Clippers are good.
2: They got Norm
0: Powell back.
2: Paul George is playing. I like the Clippers' chances to win virtually any one game right now. I know it's so
0: Yeah. True. Yeah. Also, how do you scout them? You know, like they're just a new team now. This is part of the Jamal Murray factor of if he did come back. Let's say he. It's we don't really get any strong update, which is probably the likeliest thing. And then Friday rolls around, it's like Jamal Murray upgraded to questionable. The whole scouting report from the Warriors is going to be like, well, we don't know. Like, it could give you a little bit of an advantage uh,
1: there. The scouting report might be, let's go at Jamal Murray. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. really? Yeah, but uh, it still changes things, man. It still changes sure, the competition. It does. It does. Uh, last one, and this is fun Spurs, Pelicans. Spurs at Pelicans. Uh, probably be a close
1: game. I mean, I'll take the Pelicans. I think they're just the better team.
0: But. You say, I think the Spurs might be the worst team in the playoffs.
1: Nah they're better than Charlotte man they're better than Charlotte
0: what, the, where are you at Give me the Pels, yeah the pels I think that one's a I think that one's pretty Pelicans are playing pretty well down the stretch What if Zion came back?
2: <laughs> Bro come on dude. <laughs> can you imagine Adam on the New Orleans beat this season? I think Zion will be back. I <laughs> wish I work. wish I had
1: your work. optimistic outlook on all these things, man.
0: <laughs> all right. That's going to do it for us today, guys. We do have Nuggets practice tomorrow, which I'm extremely excited about. We should have a lot more information. And, uh, you know, we always like to set the parameters for this. But talking to Mike Malone, talking to probably Nikola Jokic tomorrow. It'll allow for a lot more of like, what are the team thinking about the series? Where do they see the battlegrounds? And I look forward to that. You can also hop on over to thednvr.com and check out all of the written stuff that we have up there right now, including a new list on Bones Highland for DNVR members only. Tomorrow, I'm going to have one on Jokic and what he had. I'm excited. I've got a bunch of clips for Jokic about what's new about him this year. So that one will be up as well. All right, guys, hit that like button on the way out. will see you tomorrow.